meditation, meditation, meditation. Depending on the quality of my mind, you know, there's good days and bad days. I mean, I feel like the waterfall of thoughts. Every now and then, a nice. You can't think of anything. This is meditation in the city. The Shambhala New York podcast. Thank you for listening to the Meditation in the City podcast. My name is Francesca, and I'm your host. The title of this episode is The Wisdom of Letting Go. In this episode, we learn to integrate our mind and body through finding balance in gentleness and fearlessness to discover an innate wisdom within ourselves. Today, we are joined by Shastri Elizabeth Reed. Shastri Reed is a senior teacher in the Shambhala Buddhist tradition. She started her path at the New York Shambhala Center, which was located right at the end of her street. With a background in theater and dance and an ongoing relationship with photography, she is endlessly intrigued by the interplay between meditation and the arts. She has a private practice in New York City as a nationally certified Alexander Technique teacher. Here is Shastri Reed to take away the discussion. We speak about um, the ground being basic goodness, sort of that's the view, and that it said, many things are said about basic goodness, but it is beyond verbal expression, without fault, and full of brilliance. It's our spacious awareness of our natural minds, spacious awareness of our natural minds, and it has an innate quality that cannot be manipulated or controlled, a strength, a perpetual state of strength. And it includes everything, the light and the dark. It's like having an aerial view, maybe, of the world and seeing that there's not just light, but there's dark. We need both of them. And there is no judgment. There's no judgment in this basic goodness. It's anything and everything arises from it. And it's always there to be accessed. So it never changes. We do our dances and we do whatever we do, but it, it remains there to be accessed. With meditation, I believe we begin to familiarize ourselves with our own minds and with our own bodies and with our own feelings. And it is the ultimate synchronicity of body and mind. So here we are, that's why I started with some physicality, because often we get up right here in our heads and we need to take the mind into the body and the body into the mind. So it's, it's um, a balance that we, we make. And we strive um, in Shambhala, we talk about gentleness and fearlessness. And we strive to keep those in balance. And you could say the gentleness, even of our meditation posture, the gentleness is the soft, open front soft, open front, and the fearlessness is a firm back. So we do not become balanced. We don't become macho with the fearlessness or 
mushy with the tenderness, but they're genuinely, they inform each other, and the two of them together create an innate wisdom. It's not conceptual, it's innate. And that's sort of the, the area that we want to find more of and bring forth that, because it's all there. We have it all. We already have it all. But we just need to be shown a way to go further and to access that vast space of openness which contains um, bravery, gentleness, um, strength, compassion. So um, we speak about, well, the, the meditation we did today was called shamatha practice. And that can be uh, described as resting in peace or dwelling in peace. But the peace here is, is not, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm perfect. This is great. But the peace here is actually that we are not struggling with our own minds and bodies. We're allowing, we're at peace with whatever comes through our minds. Whatever our situation is, we can be at peace with it because we can let it be. We can let it be. So the, the meditation technique, when we do um, find that we've been taken away and we come back to acknowledge, that peace is so important. It's an acknowledgement. So we're, we're actually befriending ourselves. How do you make friends with somebody. You know, you see them in every state of mind, you know, ups and downs and all over, and we're giving ourselves the opportunity to acknowledge what, what our mind is doing, but not analyze. So it's, a, it's more of a visceral feeling, ah, there's that again. But to, to not push anything away, but to acknowledge and return to the moment. And it's good to know that that's, it really does um, help us become friends to ourselves. And all of that acknowledging, whatever goes through our minds, up and down, will only benefit others because we will know what others are going through. You know, we will know because we've been through those things ourselves. Almost about exactly a year ago, I was sitting with my husband across the table. Um, we were in one of our favorite restaurants, and you know he had been struggling a bit, but in the middle of our dinner, he became sort of animated and started talking, and he said to me, I'm looking for a place to stay. And I said, you're kidding me. And he said, no, I think I need to move out. And so I was flabbergasted, and, uh, and he started to speak more about it. And I said, can we just go home and talk about this? <laughs> I have things to say, too. But that... Um, that occurrence really put me on a path 
I've been through an amazing year. And um, not only did my husband leave, but um, my Shambhala Center left. <laughs> you know, it was gone. He was gone. And it was like boom, 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 you know, and some of my livelihood from teaching as well. And I have to say that I think I was really um, cared for at the time that, honestly, just a few days after this had occurred, this meeting, um, I had to go teach a weekend program called Awakened Heart. And following that, I was teaching a program called Fearlessness in Everyday Life. So I was, you know, funneled through and carried through. And I'm telling you, I took those teachings to heart. And they really work. You know, it is possible. It is possible to let go of things and move, you know, to, to keep coming back to the moment and when you spin out, come back to the body, back to the moment, viscerally feeling yourself. And, but anyway, it, it's just, um, it, just to speak more about um, the actual act of letting go, it's, it's um, multifaceted, I think. And with our meditation practice, we can bring energy and spaciousness together. So the energy of this world, you know, really, really too much energy at this point, and not enough space, I believe. So to really make sure that we cultivate, we talk about cultivating space, or mixing mind with space. But the two can happen together. And when, when we're sitting and meditating, um, yes, we're coming back, but we're also allowing you know, the clouds of, of uh, concept and emotions and thoughts to run through. You know, they can be occurring, and it's not a problem. We're not trying to stop anything from happening, but we are trying to um, come back to moments of clarity. And, um, and, and I think maybe you have experienced, if you've meditated, we, are, we begin to be able to create a space for ourselves to actually respond and not just have knee-jerk reactions. There's actually a little more room and space to make a decision that is not from fear or anxiety or anger, but that little space, that clarity, there's clarity. So letting go, it, it, it's not throwing out things that we don't want anymore, but it's, um, it comes when you're really letting go of something that has meaning. There is actually sort of a, a pinch to it. And we have to acknowledge that it's not an easy uh, endeavor and that, um, that we have to, here's the part where feeling comes in, we have to acknowledge our feelings 
and not um, push away sadness or regret or nostalgia, not to push any of those things away. They're part of it. But it's also not to pick them up and run with that, you know, and, and re, reawaken some old um, dramas, you know, but to acknowledge the feeling that we have and, and just keep, um, sort of keep away from the storyline. You know, you have the feeling and you can let it be. Sadness, you can feel sadness. It's important to feel sadness, but you don't have to then pour me and run away with it. Um, it's interesting, I went uh, for, to see my gynecologist last week and I was quite stressed that day. It was a very crazy day in the city and I was a little late, I was running halfway there but I was also just stressed, really, you know, feeling stressed. And, okay, I'm stressed, you know. So <laughs> I came into the room, and, and this young woman came in to take my blood pressure, and she said, how are you today? I said, I'm stressed. She said, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. I said, I'm stressed. I said, oh, you're, you're okay, you're not stressed. And, um, and then, you know, I said, well... And I've been running. You've been running? Oh, no. Oh, no. And I thought, what is this? You know, ageism? I can't run down the street. <laughs> but it was so interesting to me that she could not hear someone's genuine expression. Stress. Yeah. And so I kind of laughed. And then when she put on, and I have wonderful blood pressure usually, but when she put it on, oh, I see. It's like... It's now it's uh, what it's supposed to be. It was like way over than what it was supposed to be anyway. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> but I, that's just one example. And the thing is, the stress didn't go away. You know, I, I did meet with my gynecologist whom I love, and I've been with her for a number of years. But I had that level going on. But we can go with it. We can go along with the stress with the sadness, with the anxiety. And, and it's no problem. We, we can go forward with it. We don't have to leave it or, you know, think it's bad. And I think that's one thing that I've learned on this path is I don't have to be embarrassed about anything. We're just human beings and we have feelings. And feelings are the way um, to make any change whatsoever. Um, and also, it's, um, it leads to, well, it's basically intuitive, you know? Feelings are intuitive. And this is more about emotional intelligence. It's intuitive and emotional. So that takes us more toward that, that ground that I spoke about, that there is intelligence way beyond our understanding, you know? Something that just arises. Wisdom can arise from this space that we're creating. And it just arises. We don't have to make anything happen. It just does happen. So how to let go, you know? Very interesting. Um, so any curiosities? 
So I'm in a situation right now at work where I'm in a partnership um, with in a company and one of the leaders of the firm, and I haven't been happy, and I have this sort of this narrative in my head in terms of it not being the right place and the right people and feeling like it's my life's work. And um, this story is just replaying over and over and over and over to the point where I don't feel like I'm fully in and I have like, as I've been saying, like wind at my sails and fire underneath me to like get me excited about showing up every day. Um, despite it actually being a very great situation. And so I think for me, what, when you said is what haven't you been able to let go of? Mm -hmm. For me, it's that narrative that keeps on playing of just like, this isn't the right place for you. And so at a certain point, I was like, I either have to surrender to that, 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 that narrative, that sort of recursive thought pattern, or I just have to cut ties and move on. And so, but I'm having a hard time doing that. Yes, that narrative, so dangerous. Because our minds are very strong. And our minds will take us. Our thoughts will take us where we're, maybe those we don't want to go. Winded, that, those thoughts have <laughs> winded its sails. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting to see what happens. I have like two days to make a decision, so we'll two see. Two days! Yeah. Wow. Do like some meditating. The, it's only like the next <laughs> 10 years of my life. Oh my gosh. It'll all work out. Well, you know, we can trust ourselves. You know, we can trust ourselves. We do know on some level. We do know what's right on some level. And it's more like getting rid of the narrative and then looking. Okay, if I drop that narrative, what's in front of me? I think a very important piece of this is learning to accept what's on your plate. This is your reality. And how do you navigate with this? What creative ways can you navigate with this this meal that you really don't want, but it is reality. And we're, we're just not living our lives if we're not just looking and responding properly to whatever challenge we have. This is how we grow as well. It's not easy circumstances that make us grow, I'm telling you. <laughs> I grew a lot this last year, <laughs> perforce, you know. And uh, I, I'm, I appreciate the opportunity. Nothing would have pushed me forward on some level if I had not had all that groundlessness and all of that seemingly horrible situation. Um, but things as they are, this is a really big piece of, of um, letting go because often when we're not letting go, we're not being with what's in front of us. We're not being with it. We're not totally living our lives. And we can cheat ourselves, you know? Um, so we're missing our lives because we're in this narrative, you know? We're cheating ourselves of whatever could happen if we did come up with a creative solution that comes from our heart. But it takes mm, strength. <laughs> 
and also some kind of um, allowing, allowing for things to be as they are and see what happens. Anyway, I, I went on. So, someone else? Well, actually, no, I, I have a question, though, um, because you speak about um, being in touch with whatever you are feeling um, and not dismissing that feeling. Right. But is that letting go? Because that is then more feeling and being present with that anger. So where does the letting go enter? So say that again. Where is... Yeah, if, if, you, yeah. if you're in touch with, like, the anger. Yes. So you're that's sure holding that. on to it. That's not letting it go. Where's the letting go come in? How does being... Well, part of this is dropping the storyline. So basically, anger has an amazing amount of energy. It's very... Uh, it's, it's, it's really strong. You can, you don't have to get rid of that energy, but you can drop the storyline. Horrible city, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Whatever is making you angry. Um, but we speak about this, especially with strong emotions, that just feel that energy in your body and drop the concept, because you, you're, you're you're blaming it on something or other. Drop that. Come into the body and feel the powerful energy you have or the sadness you have or the whatever you have. But I think part of it is really dropping from head to heart and, and almost like a, a visceral level of this area of your body, just feeling. It's something you could experiment with. <laughs> but it, it is, um, there, there's so much conceptual mind. There are so many things that happen from conceptual mind that really take us away from our raw feelings that are valuable and human. But... Um, it also prevents us from going out and bopping someone over the head. <laughs> you know, that we have that, if we can just hold that energy as our own and honor it and not then feel we have to do anything about it. And that's a very, that's a, that's a skill. <laughs> and it takes a lot of patience. Yes. I don't think I realized until we were chatting that I was only thinking about letting go in one way. I was thinking about letting go of like a specific event, but um, what really spoke to me is the idea of just kind of letting go in general, because um, I'm always someone who like likes to get an A plus from school and then in everything else, in money, in relationships, in being a New Yorker, like I want to do things right and I want things to be like neat and tidy. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just moved back to New York after being away for seven years, and I feel like now that I'm here and I've managed to come back, and I'm really proud of that, I'm like so scared of something going wrong, and like some like losing the thing that I worked hard to get. So I've been having a hard time letting go and just enjoying anything that's come about. 
like I'm just so rigid because I'm afraid that like if I let go, then things will fall apart. So it's like the general feeling of letting go. I, f I feel like I've forgotten how to do because I've been like striving towards something. So mm -hmm. this was eye-opening for me for that reason. Thank you. I do think that um, part of this letting go process is um, to to understand and begin to see that change is constant. Our cells, you know, millions of cells are born every day and die. You know, everything is always moving. And I think often we stop moving with it, you know, when we're grasping. We, we won't just allow the natural flow of life. And we start you know, there's a really strong uh, um, phrase that it said that, um, I hope I can remember it, um, that when we are not present to our lives, we're dragging the corpse of the past into the present. <laughs> and it's... It's true, you know? Then what are we doing? We're missing our lives at that moment as they are. And um, so to know, to sort of honor the flow, like worry is, is what a lot of people do. Oh, I don't, I'm afraid of this, and that happens, and that will happen. And that's, we've solidified something. We are not allowing the natural flow of life to happen. And um, we can trust that without struggle, I think we'll find our way, you know? If we don't fight against what we don't want. And, um, and, and then the part of this that is sort of fruitional is that then we could um, allow that natural flow and then we can welcome new ideas, new people, new engagements all the time, can happen all the time because we're not holding on. Um, new thoughts, just allow that to happen. And so it's said if we do not block whatever comes our way, there is no boundary to our love and compassion. If we do not block whatever comes our way, there's no boundary to our love or compassion because we're not struggling against anything. We're allowing. And from that, that's where our natural compassion arises. We're not struggling and we're not grasping and we're not making it be what we want it to be. Um, and that's when something will come forward. We don't have to make that happen. It's natural, you know. And those times, too, in our lives when something happens, you know, the gaps that happen, like either, you know, I'm almost run over by a bicyclist or I see a beautiful painting, and, and your mind just stops. And in those moments, 
we're in that space where there is endless opportunity, endless possibility, and we can decide which way we're going. And those little gaps happen more with meditation because you may find yourself at some point, oh, well, nothing's happening. Well, that nothing's happening is big <laughs> because we aren't filling it with our agenda. And those gaps can become wider and wider and we can have more time and space where we're in that space that is full of such um, love and bravery and gentleness um, that just comes forward because we're, we're allowing. You know, it's kind of our birthright. It is our birthright. And, and often it happens with circumstances that we don't like at all, you know, and, uh, and we are sort of, we just give up. Like, okay, I give up. I can't do anything about this. But that giving up is also a giving in to what's happening. And uh, it's very profound, very profound. <laughs>